I'm a little embarrassed to say this. I don't love pizza. What? I like it a lot, obviously. I'm I'm human. But like I just like people just crave pizza and go crazy for it. And that's just not me. Do you purposely have all your hottest <laughs> takes off the show? <laughs> Is this, is this intentional? No, I, my brother you, and I were discussing you said you it. You don't like wings and pizza. We're not I, recording. It's not what I said, Jacoby. I said I don't go crazy for pizza, and I would choose a cheeseburger over it. You're eating the wrong pizza. Did I ever tell you you used to make pizza? <laughs> Let's start the show. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Welcome to Food News. I'm Juliette Littman. And I'm David Jacoby. Let's put 30 minutes on the digital clock provided by Google. 30 minutes. Shall we begin with the volcano story? Yes. You didn't see that coming today, did you? I read more about this story and understand less the more I read. Well, I think that's probably because of the way it was written. It comes to us from Axios, where like they try to like boil things down to like just the basics. It's bullet points. Yeah, it's bullet points. Yes. But we needed more on this one. So I had to click through some of the hyperlinks. And even then, I'd, what I realized is I'm really dumb. I don't even know what carbon dioxide is. It's CO2. Um, Do it, you know what it is? Well, I did this panel in Aspen about uh, negative carbon and using CO2 to make alternative meats. So I know a little bit about it, but not a ton. But basically, CO2 is like the bad carbon that is like emitted through industrialization, essentially. Okay. And also apparently from volcanoes. And so... In Mississippi? I didn't didn't know Mississippi was a volcanic region. (laughs) So Mississippi, it's an extinct volcano that had a reservoir of CO2. I'm going to assume this is like underground, basically. So... That's why... In caves in Mississippi, there's CO2 volcanoes. Extinct volcanoes. Yes. And brewers are... We need it for beer. (laughs) ...reporting production delays and getting beer to the market and drafting contingency plans and switching to nitrogen as a result. So CO2 is like, you know, what makes it bubbly. That's like when you are filling your... um, What's the name of the the homemade seltzer? Ooh! Shit, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's it's not a spindrift... It's mm, yeah, exactly. Soda stream. Soda stream. Exactly. Thank, Thank you, Mike Morgs. Yes, we are idiots. <laughs> I was just thinking Scarlett Johansson controversy. West Bank. Soda stream. Soda stream. Anyway, I guess they're switching nitrogen. I wonder if that will change the taste of it. But I actually didn't know that natural CO two was used for making beer. So Either like, did I. And then they're like, other brewers are getting around it by just using the CO two that comes naturally from the brewing process. And I was like, well, that sounds 
better than using the extinct volcano in Mississippi. <laughs> well, the innovative technology is like all the rage, actually. It's what I what I learned about when I did that food panel with Air Protein and the Air Company. So it's very on trend, in fact. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I didn't know anything about this. Learned something every day on Food News. Every week on Food News. Every single week. Shall we move on? Yes. This is like a minor heist. Mike Mike noted it as heist news on our rundown, which I appreciate. It's more of like theft than mm. heist, but mm. I actually have really wondered about this. So have you been to a grocery store self-checkout where like you carry around like a scanning like gun thing? Yes. So Wegmans in New York had that, but they're discontinuing it because lo and behold. Well, wait, Wegmans is a, it's a Rochester-based yes. uh, grocery chain, correct? Yes. That they opened one in the Navy Yard a few yes. years ago. It's like oh, a, I'm familiar. A big, a big deal. Yeah, I've yeah. never been, actually. Oh, Joey Jacoby has been multiple times. I know. She's they a, have parking, yes. which is awesome. Yes. Very few places in New York are parking like that. So anyway. They're discontinuing this way of checking out because people are stealing as a result, which is like the least shocking thing I've heard on Food News maybe ever. Every like, time obviously. I'm at a self-checkout, I'm like, what is what is the barrier stopping me from just taking this stuff? I know. And then you're like, oh, there must be cameras everywhere and we just don't know it. But no. Or someone checking my receipt on the way out. Never. <laughs> Never once. I want them to check my receipt because I pay for the stuff. The biggest discouragement from using self-checkout is the fact that it's so hard to use. Like the, the weight thing and they're like, it's always and crashing. How many bags yeah. do you need? or whatever. Like, Such I, a mess. And that's why I think this was like a revelation because you could just like scan as you go along. But no one's like watching. Did you put four yogurts into your cart or five? Or three. Yeah, exactly. So no, no one can really tell. And therefore, people were stealing. So it's out. Have you ever stolen from a self-checkout? I have not. I stole once when I was like 10. I stole this like ring that also had a stamp on it. It was like related to... um Wait, I'm sorry. A ring that had a stamp on it? What? Yeah, it was like it was like a Hello, it was like a Hello Kitty product. It was kind of oh, like okay. sort of like a ring pop type of plastic. Mm. And then instead of like having candy on it, it was like a stamp or like you could like, you know, on like your notebook or whatever. I got caught stealing um double bubble that from Kmart. Candy? Yes. Gum? Gum that comes in that like uh it looks like a uh tobacco in that little circle. <laughs> I remember those. Yes. I'm a real scaredy cat. Like I'm not like a good criminal. I'm not like interested in being one either. So I never really had like a stealing phase. But many teens do. It's like a teen thing. Most criminals don't self-subscribe, <laughs> self-describe as scaredy cats. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> not, not, a, not a lot of scaredy cats in jail. <laughs> anyway, there are many non-scaredy cats at Wegmans, which is leading them to discontinuing this, which also like I'm kind of glad that that's the react, that's the outcome versus like people getting fired over it because like really this seems like no one's fault. It's just the whole thing was a yes. bad idea. Yeah, self checkout should not be a thing. Yeah. All right. Next, we learned a lot about sriracha via Twitter. This was fascinating. So sriracha hit the, hit revenue of 150 million dollars a year, and they have no sales team, no trademark, and zero dollars in ad spend. And um. A man named Trung Fan tweeted about this. He works at Bloomberg. Did a great job, this guy. Told some told this history behind the condiment, which you are a huge fan of, Jacoby. Big sriracha guy. Now, I used to call it chicken sauce. So is it like Kleenex, where we all call it sriracha, but it's really just hot sauce? And sriracha is a brand, right? Yeah, sriracha is a brand. But ask me if it was a type of hot sauce or a brand of hot sauce, which would you have answered before reading this thread? I think of sriracha as like a specific individual product, not okay. not a brand. But as I told you moments ago, sriracha and hot sauces don't have a big place in my life, so I'm not really an expert. Mm, pre-pod. Yes, but we are rolling, so perhaps it'll make it onto the podcast. Who's to say? Well, you, you listener can say. Anyway, um, 
It was created in Thailand by a housewife named Thanom Chakapak. And it was a, it's a paste of chili peppers, distilled vinegar, garlic, sugar, and salt. In a town named... Sri Raja. Sriracha. I didn't know it was a place either. Yeah. Uh, and then there was a variation created by a guy named David Tran, who was in the South Vietnamese Army. And when he came to the U.S., he brought it with him. He brought it to L.A., and a lot of years go by. Here we are. He just slapped a chicken on the thing. And yeah. then he also put a green top to ro- on to it. To rooster? Is that a chicken? Mm. I don't know. But I'm going to say oh, yes. I, I think... thought you were about to make fun of me because I, no, I no, wasn't no, sure. I don't know things. I don't know things. <laughs> I think a rooster is a male chicken I'm going with. And a hen is a female chicken. A female chicken. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. I'm Googling it right now. Is a rooster a chicken? Rooster. I'll cry. It's a male the top chicken. Gun, top gun vibes. It's a male yeah, chicken. Yeah, I will start crying. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Any goose rooster reference makes me cry. Mike Morgan, producer of this podcast, thought a goose was a type of duck. You weren't in the room. He did? Yes. It was wild. This is this particular food news episode is full of crazy takes. I, I can't be sure that I wouldn't know that that's not the case. Like, if someone was like, oh, goose is a duck, I think I would believe it. But no. Then, well, I th- I'm th- i just being honest, Okay. Anyway, the sauce took off popularity in the early 1980s among Asian restaurants and grocers. In 1980, he had a 5,000 square foot facility in Chinatown of Los Angeles. By 2010, 650,000 square feet warehouse in Urbandale, California. I mean, that's like amazing. This is a great immigrant story. Really good sauce. Yeah, it's just incredible. Um, Anyway, 150 million in revenue. It's pretty crazy. Five different languages on the bottle. Yeah. Huh. It's just like, Great sauce. It really is. I feel bad for this guy, though. I feel like he invented something that has then been taken by other brands. It has been ripped off a lot. However, it's like just so seminal, and I think he's still doing just fine. Yeah, he's so. doing great. So it's cool. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite thing like to add sriracha to that's unexpected? Oh, Baxter Street, Nha Trang is a Vietnamese restaurant. <laughs> they have a beef and mixed vegetable <laughs> over rice dish, which I would then put sriracha on top of. It is easily... My favorite sriracha vehicle. I think of you as adding sriracha to hummus because we used to order in lunch at Grantland mm. and you would like get hummus from someplace that was like kind of uppity, but like not that good. And to make your hummus good, you would add sriracha. Yes. And I go to Starbucks has sriracha packets when I get my spinach feta wrap like I did this morning. I'll ask for a sriracha packet. However, they give me the sriracha packet, but I feel like I'm violating the sriracha IP. Well, it's okay. I, I You know, I, I think this family's doing just fine and happy to share their story. Yeah, it's a great story. Next, this article is on TMZ. I love when we can work TMZ into our mm. into our podcast. The FDA is warning TikTokers who are jumping on the latest craze to beware because NyQuil marinated chicken is a dangerous thing. What the fuck are we talking about? This has been all over the news this week. This has dominated my feed on all of my social channels. NyQuil marinated chicken. Why? Why? It's called Sleepy Chicken, and it's supposed to help with your cold. What? Here's, I want to quote TMZ here. Thing is, dot, 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 it's also unsafe. Yeah. Meds that are boiled can be dangerous because they're much more concentrated and powerful and change properties, so says the FDA. Basic science. This kind of reminds me of when people were eating Tide Pods and like the FDA had been like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, what are we doing? Is there like some desire to have like a green food in people's lives? No. That they're like seeking the drugstore to fulfill? Because I just like don't, I would never want to do this. I don't get it. It's awful. And, and it's always accompanied by a photo and a photo of like this 
chicken breast is soaked in like licorice flavored NyQuil. Do we no, know thank that, you. Do we even know that more than one person did this? Like I feel like it it's could a just... great question. I don't think anyone's ever done this. I don't think a person has done this. If you're seeing the same photo over and over again, like what's going on with that? Sometimes when they call it a trend on TikTok, it doesn't mean that people are doing it. It just means that people are engaging with it. Yeah, I don't think like, there's many gone, people actually, viral. yeah, I don't think people are actually cooking NyQuil chicken. Also, like, are people buying NyQuil in the bottle? Like, and if they are, are they using that for lean or are they using that for their chicken? I Is NyQuil in lean? No. Oh. I thought it was. No. Oh, okay. Never mind then. I was just trying to seem cool, I think. No, it didn't work. Didn't work. Let's no. move on. I've never, I've never done lean. You've never said, wow, she's cool. No. Well, not about you. <laughs> Next, the Beyond Meat COO. Love this story. A little bit of trouble. His name is Doug Ramsey, and he has been arrested for allegedly biting off the tip of a man's nose. So many good details to this story. Missouri State, Arkansas, 7 p.m. start. Razorback Stadium. Mr. Ramsey. I'm assuming is a big Arkansas fan. I assume. Enjoys the game. They get a win by nine points, 82-yard rush. that gets him the W. He's driving out, and he gets in a little bumpity bump bump, a tire-to-tire bump. Yeah, I, that's never happened to me, but it just sounds like it's classic, like everyone's trying to leave, leave the same the parking lot, lot at the same yeah. time, try, like just incident or whatever. But then he breaks the window of the vehicle. It's one thing that the two combatants get out and have a face-to-face contest, but he broke the window. So the other guy exited his car and punched Ramsey. In the stomach. In the body. Which is yeah. weird. Body blow is a weird move. There's so many, I have so many follow-up questions about this Maybe story. Maybe he thought it would like ultimately do less damage but send a message. I, I guess, but isn't it just weird just to like walk up to somebody and give them like a body blow? <laughs> I've never had a physical altercation, so everything about this is pretty weird. You've never had a physical altercation once in high school? Never? No. As I told you, I'm a scaredy cat. What? Scaredy cat, that's right. <laughs> what are you? No way. Anyway, then Ramsey, the Beyond Beyond Meat guy, bit the Subaru driver by and pulled the tip of his nose off. Oh, how do you do that? I don't know, but it's like really gross. I would I, honestly, if someone was asleep, I would have trouble biting the tip of their nose off. But oh. let alone someone who's in a physical oh. altercation with me. Did they even? Did Mr. Ramsey even intentionally bite this nose off? This begs a really important question. Is this a man a vegan? <laughs> I don't think so. He works at Beyond Meat. He's fucking. He's the COO, though. Nevertheless, believe in your product. Believe in your product. That would be like if I was like, yeah, I work at the Ringer, but I just I don't have an internet connection or something like that. And I would say opposite. But or if you did a food show and you didn't like hot sauce, pizza, or wings, something I like that. Something like that. Did not say I don't like pizza. I said I don't go crazy. You said you for don't pizza. like pizza and you don't like hot sauce and wings. I said I don't go crazy for pizza and I don't have a place for hot sauce in my life. And yes, I don't like wings. I love I don't have a place for hot sauce in my life. <laughs> That's what it is. There's just not a role for it. It's okay. Too Jacoby. God, Juliet, hot sauce. There's no, no place in their life. Exactly. That's exactly it. Let's move on. I How hope- does the fight end? If you bite my nose off, is that the end of it? I've got a bloody nose. I want a, a, more body blows. What then, happens? Does it? Does that skin grow back? Does this cartilage grow back? I think the police back? are involved. I think it's a scrape. Oh. The police are definitely involved. There's a mugshot here. There is so, a mugshot. He so, doesn't look like someone who works at Beyond Meat. He looks like someone who goes to Arkansas football games. Are you just like profiling the people who work at Beyond Meat? Yes. I don't think there's a, in the, the, the circle. There's not a lot of intersection of the circles of Beyond Meat enthusiasts and Arkansas Razorback fans. So I, I don't think there's a lot of intersection of those circles. Okay. 
I know why you're saying that, but I feel like if you're smart, you need to infiltrate the tailgating scene. So you actually mm. need football fans on your side at Beyond Meat so that you can like figure out the right product so that you are at the tailgate. Like that's like where, I mean, I can only imagine how much money is spent on meat for tailgating in college football season each year. So hmm. maybe it's strategy, but moreover, he just looks scary. Like he just looks like he, he looks like someone who off. would bite your nose off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you gave me, if, if you just showed me a hundred people's pictures, I'd be like, that guy looks That's like someone who one. would bite a nose. Yes. I'd like to see the other guy. I mean, we don't know anything about him. I guess maybe he doesn't he drives work a at, Subaru. We know that. Maybe. Well, that's all we know. Perhaps he doesn't work at like, you know, famous companies. So there's less available information or something. Who's maybe. to say? Let's move on. There's a place that I was going to just dismiss out of hand. It's called Snowcap, and it's in Arizona. Oh, no. No, no, no. I'm not dismissing Did it out of hand. Did you see the picture? It looks awesome. It looks so good. It has malts, creamy root beer, and it has shakes. It's an ice cream stop along somewhere. Route, route 66, 66. Yeah. Historic Route 66 in Seligman, Arizona. This place, on September 10th, it's called Delgadillo's Snowcap a famed drive-in located along historic Route 66 since 1953. They went to break the Guinness Book of World Records for the largest display of milkshake varieties. They had 266 different milkshake flavors over the course of about 75 minutes. I'll come back to the 75 minutes. Mm. Some of these flavors are just wild. What are we doing? I mean, here's just one right off the top Coffee of Coffee and mustard? Coffee, turkey, banana, avocado. That sounds oh my God. disgusting. Turkey and bananas should never, ever be associated with each other. Banana, chorizo, orange, and mustard. Ah! Absolutely gross. What is onion ring? What was it? Root beer, salsa, hot fudge, and mayo. What are we doing? These are just, I, I could keep going. You should not be, you shouldn't be celebrated for this. This a is lot, a crime against humanity. A lot of avocado. I'm wondering if it's because it's creamy. So like if you whip it up, so it's yeah, good. It's, yeah, good viscosity. In yeah, the, in the but like there's shake. another one. This sounds so gross. Strawberry, avocado, sprinkles, chicken nuggets. Uh, you had me. Strawberry, avocado. Sprinkles, sure. Sprinkles, I'm on board. And then chicken nuggets. Yeah, Why? <laughs> so weird. What are we doing? Vanilla, mayo, cherry, bacon. No. <laughs> so gross. That notwithstanding, they did it. They broke the record. But then there, there's another place in uh, South Africa mm-hmm. that has a separate record that is uh, commercially available varieties of milkshakes. So these milkshakes aren't even available for to s- the public. For 75 minutes, they were making these, but no one could have no them. No one can have them. <laughs> and there's 30 employees working on this. What is the point? Well, we are talking about it here on Food News, so that might be the point. I don't think that's what their goal when they set out. I, probably not. They probably didn't know what record they were breaking because then this other one is most varieties of milkshakes commercially available. That's 207. So they're actually on the menu at one time. But I uh, I just, I don't know this is a good use of resources, including for the official Guinness World Records adjudicator, whose name is Mike Marcotte. And I just didn't know this was a job. Is it a full-time job? Is it a oh, volunteer I've met, job? I've met one of these people before. Well, is it like their only only job? Is it a They their fly to you okay. if you want to break a Guinness record. How do you get in touch? Record. You reach out. Okay. Guinness at gmail.com. They fly That's to it? you. I don't it's know. It's a Gmail? I'm just making oh, it up. Okay. I really hope not. I hope it's more official. Yes. <laughs> that really got probably, me. It's probably info at GuinnessWorldRecords.com or whatever. <laughs> and then they fly to you and they spend their entire day just watching you try to break a record. Wow. And they don't mess around. We're stacking donuts. Blindfold donut stacking on a television show, and the donuts we had were not up to 
um, the height at which they wanted the donuts to be. And they measured all the donuts. Only some certain donuts were regulation donuts. And they take it way too seriously. Do they give you a chance to like rectify your mistakes? Yeah, they totally. So like they like, want you, yeah, they want they it to want, be worth their yes, while. Yes, exactly. Like they, they could have just they came the there news. and measured the donuts and be like, these donuts aren't good and then just gone home. But they kind of worked with us a little bit. Mm. Okay, good to know for my future breaking records. So I just, if, you know. you, if you had to break one Guinness world record, what would it be? I don't, I have no idea. I've never I have thought no of, interest whatsoever. I mean, either. I, I don't know. I was going to say like long as a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's called sleeping. Long as sleep. Long as sleep. That was the first thing Oddly I depressing. Of. Oddly depressing. <laughs> well, I was just like, what's the thing I'm I can actually cry? do? I thought Rooster was going to make me cry, but it's the idea of you being like, I just want to be unconscious and sleep is actually more emotionally affecting. For some reason, that just was like the first thing I thought of that I thought I could actually do. <laughs> just not be with us consciously for as long as possible. That's Great. correct. Let's unpack that in therapy. <laughs> One more story, then we're moving on to our taste test. Let's do it. Big taste test this week. <laughs> Thanks to Mike. In Singapore, you can eat, you can pay $7.50 to eat leftovers from a high-end hotel buffets. And this is a deal because usually you can't take leftovers. You can't like do like any takeout boxes from a buffet. It's like mm. all you can eat, but while you're there, so they have extra food from the fancy places. And usually it's like $35.50 if you just want to have a meal there. So you can get the leftovers for $7.50. I think this is an awesome deal it's and an awesome deal. idea. Yeah, and it. I read this article. I don't know why I read this whole thing, but it was like the story sounded great. You to do it. <laughs> it was um, it was like two thirty, so it's in between meals. Yeah, they invite you in. You get a ninety a thirty minute window. It's amazing. They give you a box, and the and the young lady who wrote the article was like, "Yeah, it's not just like the dregs of the buffet. You just go get to make yourself a plate." Ten it minutes. sounds awesome. I don't need a second plate. If, why I, if you allow I me this? to fill a plate of buffet, I don't need a second one. I actually don't like an all-you-can-eat buffet because then you feel pressure to eat so yes. much. And that's just actually not a good way to do it. So anyway, yep. Singapore, smart. Let's adopt this nationwide. And what's it called? Treachers, I want to say? Worldwide, yeah. Uh, all right, let's go to our taste test. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. When you want the best, you have to act fast, especially when hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people before the competition scoops them up. And the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds top talent fast. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com Spotify. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.
today's taste test is a follow-up. Follow-up. So we talked about it before. Slutty Vegan opened in Brooklyn. Very close to where we record. Five minutes away. Yes. On foot. I used to live a block away from where they are. And we are tasting three burgers, three sauces, and fries. So I'm really excited about the sauces and fries, I'm going to be honest. This feels like a real, could be a game changer for me. I don't know why, but like, I'm just like looking for my game to get changed. (laughs) (laughs) Why is that so funny? I don't know. This could be a game changer for me. And then you realize how dumb that sounded. You're like, I'm just looking for my game to get changed. I do. I need some new things in my life. (laughs) You need some new things in your life. And you think Slutty Vegan is going to do that for you. Well, we have three sauces here. We got ranch. We got slut sauce. And we have blackberry mayo. Blackberry mayo is such a random card. I don't know where it is, card. but somewhere. But here it is. Blackberry oh, mayo. All right. I'm going to try these. These are all basically the same burger with one ingredient variance. Okay. So I'm going to go fries and blackberry mayo, and you are going to go burger. Okay. That's I believe I am, I'm going to start with the one night stand. Okay. Which is how all great relationships start, you know? Of course. I'm having a fry in the blackberry mayo, as discussed. The blackberry mayo looks like it would be a good ice cream flavor. So, that is a burger. Like a good one? Yeah. It tastes like a burger. If you sold this to me as a hamburger, not a vegan burger, I would just, I wouldn't even bat an eyelash. Wow. I'm kind of surprised. I'm kind of surprised to hear that because we've had a lot of these and they usually don't taste like a burger. That tastes like a burger for sure. All right. Well, I'm having the sloppy toppy, which has that, uh, pickles I, on it. I don't feel fully comfortable saying the name of that burger that you're eating, but sure. And Mike Wargon, our producer said that they made a big production. When you go in there, they slightly, they, they bang their spatulas around and they call you a slut. And it's like a big experience. It's an experiential burger. How's your sloppy toppy? So I think this is actually jalapenos, not pickles. Mm. And it's a little hot for me. Oh yes, there's no there's no place in your life for for heat. Well, I'm sorry that I have problems and I can't have <laughs> spicy foods. <laughs> but it's good. I want to try the the one with bacon on it. Vegan bacon, of course. Vegan bacon. This is all this is all uh vegan. I'm just gonna try the bacon itself with some vegan cheese. I like vegan food. I do too. I find that um vegan mm. food is is not that much of a downgrade from regular people food. This is this is good. It looks like a burger. And now I'm trying this, like, basically the bacon the bacon cheeseburger of Slutty. What's it called? Slutty Vegan. Yep. This And this one, I believe, is this the one I'd stand, the Sloppy Toppy, and the... Wait for it. Wait for it. This is good. I don't... Oh, this one's called the... The Fussy, fussy hussy. hussy. There you go. Fussy Hussy. Why does it have to be so slutty? Like, what's... I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but they're really running with that. I want to try the sauce. So the blackberry mayo was good. But it didn't taste like blackberry. Like I can't even put my finger on it. But this the slut sauce looks really. It does look good. The juicy. slut sauce has like a cheese, like a Velveeta kind of a color to it. Hmm. I don't know what that is. It's really unique. It's kind of like a barbecue sauce meets a burger sauce. I'm going for more. Mm. It's got like a, a thousand island meets mayo hmm. meets barbecue. Yeah, I like that a lot. It's really good with fries. I liked it too. Hmm. I kind of want to go there just to be called a slut. Yeah, Mike said they like, like, we're like, oh, we got a new slut here. I just don't really get why you would want that to be your brand. But again, here we are talking about it. It does put a little bit of a ceiling on your like sort of expansion. You know, what I mean? at some point they're going to get serious. They're going to have like a new CEO. And they're going to be like, listen, we can't just call everybody a slut that walks in here. I like this ranch. Mm, the ranch. It is doesn't good. look like ranch. It looks like sour cream or something. Yes. 
Because ranch generally has um, some specs. colored specks. Yeah, they're supposed to represent the peppers and the carrots that are in the ranch. I'm I'm really into the the fries and the dipping sauces. That's I'm into that more than the burgers. I'm I'm into the slutty vegan. I enjoyed my burger. I would definitely eat here. Me too. I just um now want to keep eating but we to finish the podcast. And there's also there's there's the element of sometimes you you think if you're eating vegan food that it's healthy, but I don't think this is healthy. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, I'm eating Death. vegan. It's like, well, you're eating vegan, but it's all kind you're of You're still fried. having a thousand calories. Yeah, and Good it's luck. still like a, a burger that's been cooked in oil and, you know, cheese. But the, sure. The fries are good. The fries remind me of Nathan's, actually. I'm a Which big, is, I'm a big crinkle. crinkle yeah, they're person. good. They're good. I like them. Nathan's in Coney Island better than any other Nathan's, easily. Of course. It's like the Nathan's. The Nathan's. It's worth going there. Yes. I haven't been in forever. Maybe I should. Oh, I go from time to time with the kids. Go to the aquarium. Go to Nathan's. That sounds great. It is. Takes longer than you think, though. Can we move on to personal food news? Of course we can. I'm really excited about mine. One is quick, one is not. Okay. Quick one. New seasonal mush flavor, pumpkin. If you like pumpkin pie, this is basically pumpkin pie filling as, as really? mesh. I really liked it. I really, really liked it. You're way more into this pumpkin thing than I am. Yeah, I, li- I like pumpkin as a flavor, just not in my fucking beverages. Wow. Cursing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right? Long one? Um, next, have you heard of Laser Wolf in Brooklyn? In Williamsburg. Yes, it's a wrap place, correct? It is Israeli food, so that's probably why you think it's a wrap place. It has kebabs, but they're not wraps. It's just like platters, basically. I believe there is one on 3rd Avenue between 32nd and 33rd. No, there's not. Okay. There's one Laser Wolf in New York, and there's one in Philadelphia. It's really good. I went uh, over the weekend, last this past weekend. It is from this chef named Michael Salamanov, who has this place in Philly called Zahav that's supposed to be really good I've never been to. And then they also, he had this place called Dizengoth. Anyway, I love Israeli food, so I really wanted to go. So I go. It was great. They do something there that I didn't know was something I should want to have in my life. I consider me interested. I didn't know that I should dream this dream. But now that I've lived it, I'm, I will never forget it. You know when you go to like an Edge Israel- of my seat, Julia. Great tease. You know Good when, podcasting. <laughs> you know when you go to like an Israeli or a Greek place and get like a mezzi platter with like yes. a bunch of different dips or whatever? Yes. And like other like pickled vegetables or whatever. So they have that. It's called Salad Team. It comes... And uh, it's a big silver platter that has like a bunch of small dishes, hummus in the middle, baba ganoush, like all, all, all of like the mezzi or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Jacoby. Tzatziki. They don't have that. That's more Greek than Israeli. It's bottomless. If you like what you're having, each individual one can be refilled. What? Yeah. It's a bottomless, bottomless? mezzi. Yeah. And they're like, what do you like? And you're like, can I, I go over these I, roasted I tomatoes? I don't want to dream that dream. It's too much. I loved it. I because my ideal way of eating is like dips and dessert. So this was perfect. That was me Wait, burping. Let me, my ideal way of eating is dips <laughs> and dessert. Yes. So if so, your ideal meal is just various dips and then dessert. Yes. Wow. And that's like a reality at this place because it's kind of like it's it's like a set menu where you start with like this refillable mezzi and then Two there's minutes. some entrees to choose from and then there's dessert. And so like it's always like the same structure, a few a la carte items. I heard the fries are amazing. But so, you know, you basically can do that here. Like the mains are great, but like if you share one or something, you can really focus on those refillable dips. Follow-up question. Okay. I love the sound of this place. Yeah. Why the fuck is it called Laser Wolf? 
Uh, it's a, it's something in Israeli when you walk in. It's in Hebrew, too. I don't know. I didn't ask. Laser Wolf? It's in the Hoxton Hotel in Williamsburg. It's really, really good. I The hummus and the baba ganoush were so amazing. And I just, I love, I don't even love baba ganoush, but now I'm just like, thinking like about it. I don't like baba ganoush either. I just feel it's like just eggplants so in general good. are just oh, played I out. I love eggplant. What? Love, love. You love eggplants? In fact. No one's ever said that in the history of mankind. In fact, at this restaurant, I went with my friend Rachel. We ordered two mains. One was a brisket kebab, and the other was like this grilled eggplant main. It was so good. No, it wasn't. You're lying. I loved it. You did not love I it. I absolutely did. You did not love anyway, it. Anyway, refillable mezzi platter is literally my dream. I, I don't think a restaurant could top that like in concept. I went to a restaurant. You did? On Monday. Whoa. And I ordered wings. Okay. My server looked just like the guy from High Maintenance. Ooh. It was him. And I believe he was putting on an, a Russian accent because he was researching for a role. <laughs> but when I ordered wings to split with my friend Nick, okay, I said flats only. Seconds. <laughs> I'm a huge flats only person. What is that part of the chicken? The wing. Okay. I think. <laughs> okay. He did not understand what I meant by flats only. So I'm going to request from our listeners to email us at personalfoodnews at gmail.com and tell me whether or not... Is you... that the right? Is that what it is? Listener food oh. news. Listener food news. <laughs> Listener food news at, at gmail.com. Are you flats or are you drums or do you not care? Because I care a lot and I'm a flats only person. I don't like wings. Too messy. I would never go out of my way for them. So I'm a N.A. Juliet. DNP. N-A. Non-applicable. Non <laughs> yeah. No wings. Too messy. <laughs> Correct. I'm out. <sighs> All right, we're out of time, but I'm loving our listener food news, in fact, and I want to read two messages. I'm going to paraphrase some of them. Okay. One's from Stephanie. Thank you so much, Stephanie. She um, made some allusions to our previous podcasting endeavors together, The Right Reasons, which we used to do together right, at ESPN. Right She's a, a La Cologne girl. And so here's what she said. My contribution to listener personal food news, LPFN, should appeal to Juliet. Obviously, I started this one because it's about me. Mm -hmm. As it includes La Cologne cold brew. I have for years been obsessed with both the blue, Brazilian, medium, dark, and yellow, Colombian, medium, currently on a yellow kick. Me, that's not Stephanie. Label roast, and they are, they are one of only two ingredients in what I call the yogi latte. You know, I love yoga. To make your own yogi latte, simply pour approximately six ounces of La Cologne cold brew of your choice into your favorite chilled vessel. I like a mason jar. That's her, not me. Top with approximately two ounces harmless to harvest coconut water and shake, recommended, or stir to combine. Adjust ratio as needed for your preferred level of sweetness. And she adds, no substitutions. Trust me, this is crucial. Many people believe they hate coconut water because they've only had the box blends. Harmless Harvest comes chilled as it is a perishable juice and it is worth the money. Whole Foods has it on sale sometimes and Target carries it, at least here in Philadelphia. I think of Harmless Harvest as the go-to hangover beverage, but glad to mm. know it has some, another another use. It's like, um, the, it's like a pink pineapple or pink coconut water. Yes, but it is also the one that costs like six dollars. Yeah. So this is And I'm beverage, always like, wait a second, what? This is the most expensive yoga latte. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. This yogi is a nine dollar beverage. This is like beyond that you make yourself. Beyond. Because a can of cold brew, if you're not getting on sale, is like minimum four dollars. So this is And the harmless 
harvest is going to be another $4. I think we know that Stephanie's rich. So. Stephanie is rolling in the dough. Nice. Shout to Steph in Philly. All right. One more. Lauren in New England. Wait. Which, no one's ever said... No, no. No one's ever said they're from New England. She said Boston. I'm from New England. I would never be like, where are you from, Jacoby? New England. I just... Off the top of my head, I couldn't remember and didn't want to be wrong, but I knew she was... <laughs> she wrote, okay. I am a dunks girl through and through. I remembered that part. Very New England. <laughs> About six months ago, Duncan decided to discontinue their veggie egg white sandwich, a veggie, a veggie egg white patty that had peppers and tomatoes in it. This is right up your alley, it man. It is good. I remember this sandwich. It was discontinued out of nowhere and destroyed me because I literally ate the sandwich like three times a week. I begged and pleaded for the sandwich to come back, but to no avail. What got me through tough times was knowing that at least Starbucks had an egg sandwich, but not anymore. Like Jacoby and Mina, I too am extremely upset and take this personally. What do these places have against egg whites? There's no way egg whites are more expensive than turkey bacon or sous vide eggs. Why can't vegetarians have a good breakfast option that isn't just a sad egg and cheese? Is there a shortage of egg whites in the country? Do we need to investigate? Great question, Lauren. Here's what I love about Lauren. The idea that she would go into a Dunkin' Donuts and beg and plead to the employees that work there to bring back the sandwich, like like they have any any agency over whether or not that sandwich comes back, is what I love about Lauren. Maybe she was tweeting at them a lot. There was definitely people that work at Lauren's local Dunkin' that were like, oh my God, here she comes again. <laughs> They're like, Lauren, the no. They're like, oh God, I, I have to go to the bathroom. I'm going on break. Here comes Lauren. I do love Dunkin' Donuts. I love Lauren. I love Lauren. And Stephanie. And Stephanie. Thank you so much. Hit us up once again. At... Listener for news at gmail.com. <laughs> <There> you go. <laughs> Thank you to Mike Wargon for going to the Slutty Vegan. You Thank slut. you to Ronick Nair for setting up our cameras in a way to make us look better. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week.